it's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. We're with you until 6 o'clock tonight. And as Mr. Honda said in the introduction, the phone line is open, 3569397, if you'd like to join us. Sports editor of the News Gazette, Matt Daniels, as always, in his chair. Good to see you, Steve. Just out of reach. How are you? We're practicing our social distancing still, and, and we'll continue to do, do so for the foreseeable future, but uh, good to see everyone here tonight. And, Scott uh, Ritchie, also in the studio. Scott, what do you say, big, big fella? Well, you know, just uh, another Monday with you know, no actual sports, but we're still, you know, churning along. Seems so weird that three weeks ago we were sitting at the Esquire talking Big Ten tournament you know, preview. Like and it, seems, it does. <laughs> it it seems three weeks ago? Eons ago, but... Uh, Unfortunately, that's the the new world we all live in. Yeah, it's just over, you know, two and a half weeks since they canceled all the basketball, and that seems like it was another <laughs> in another year. Yeah, I remember, you know, hearing the the news first with the Big Ten tournament, and the NCAA tournament later that day on on March twelfth, and uh, you know that was jarring to hear. Uh, you know, you kind of heard rumblings about it. You know, I remember talking to Scott on on March eleventh. You know, he was over at Ubbin Basketball Complex earlier that Wednesday morning talking to. Brad Underwood and I would assume before they departed for Indianapolis and a few questions were asked I think about the coronavirus and you know what it would be like to play games with no fans there and they didn't really have much insight into it and then as we've all learned here these last 19 days or so especially in the U.S. it's just a an evolving situation that we're all still coming to grips with. The NCAA Scott is meeting as we speak or at least we think they are to discuss the extra year of eligibility for spring sports athletes. We thought maybe we'd know about a vote by now, but so far no news, right? Yeah, the last thing I saw was uh, from Ralph Russo's with the Associated Press, uh, basically their top guy for college football, said that like he was expecting uh, some type of announcement at uh, about this time, and they're a little behind, but some decision will be made today. Um, there's been a few changes with that. Uh, I think just the perception of it after you know, all of the Division One schools found out how much money they're not going to be getting, you know, this uh, fiscal year, mostly because the NCAA tournament was canceled, and that's a a cash cow for everyone, uh, and and literally everyone, because you know, every conference has one at least one team make the the tournament, and then there's money to be had from that. But uh, be interesting to see if that's for all spring sport athletes or just seniors uh, i mean there's just a lot of financial implications that i mean i think the big 10 sec maybe the, the power conferences could handle uh, a year with more expenses but uh everyone else can't so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there a lot of a lot of questions there a lot of questions beyond that question or those questions uh, when you talk about uh 
the future of uh, the NCAA and its money-making endeavors. You look at college football. Is that going to is that going to happen? We don't know the answers to that now, Matt. But that has got to be stuff that uh, certainly is being discussed. Yeah, you'd have to think so. Uh, among the conference commissioners, I'm sure that topic has been broached at some point here in these last two and a half weeks. And um, you know, September seems a long ways off uh, by now, considering. March 2020, I think many people consider the slowest month of their entire life uh, in in terms of how it's proceeded. Um, But that's a discussion that has to happen at at some point because you're going to have, you know, teams are going to have to have training camps and practices. And then the the thought of, you know, 60,000 people going to a football game right now just seems not in the realm of possibilities. Again, that's crazy to consider, you know, when you start off the show talking about we're almost three weeks into this here in, in Champaign and, and in the U.S., but that's a, a major question that's going to have to be answered. And, um, you know, the scientists and the doctors and the healthcare experts that are leading the charge on, on this virus are going to have to be the ones that, you know, provide the answers. And then sports will, will follow their advice. You've heard from Matt Daniels and Scott Ritchie and yours truly, Steve Kelly. What about Bob Osmussen? Where's Bob? He's on the phone with us. Hey, Bob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Are you hanging in there? I'm fine. I've written a couple of stories today, one for Matt, one for news, and I, I'm keeping busy. I basically, I'm a sequestered in place probably for the next oh, year or two. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, honestly, I've got more work done, done in this way than I would ever get done was at the paper because I talk too much. And Matt knows this. And Scott knows this. Very, I'm very all true. The time. I, I was, I mean, Scott must be going crazy because I'm not there asking them dumb question after dumb question. Well, Scott just makes, saying, hey. Scott just makes his weekly Monday appearance here at the office. He records inside the line. I basketball podcast episode sure. 90, 93 dropped earlier this afternoon. Shameless self-promotion there. And then he, not uh, even from me. Yeah. Then he, uh, you know, does some work for a few hours and comes on here and then I don't see him again until next Monday. Yeah. Then That's I good. more move. Yeah, I mean, and while I'm here, I don't get within closer than six feet than from anybody. So that's true. You know, you, I'm you doing my do part. Anyway, right? right. He was kind of doing an end around with me last week, and I, I wondered why he wouldn't talk to me. And he kept hanging back and hanging back. And I said, oh, okay, I get it now. He's staying I, away from me. I'm more than willing to talk with <laughs> you, Steve, but just from six feet <laughs> or further apart. Scott usually sits by me yeah. here at the office, and last Monday he came in and uh, just walked right on by me and said, no offense, Matt, I'm just going to sit over here for the time being. So I, I understood. Well, guys, Scott and I were at the that press conference you were talking about with uh, with uh, Brian Underwood and the players, and I felt at the time we were all pretty cramped in there. I, Steve, were you there? I can't remember. Which one you're talking about? The, the, the scrum before Indy. Yes. Before Indy. Mm-hmm. You were there? Yeah, I thought so. So it was like I felt at the time, no offense, guys, but I'm not getting near any of you. So I was trying to trying to hang, kind of hang back and yet do a story. So we were cramped in there. I even thought at the time this is probably not the smartest thing to do ever. So I think when we get back, when we all get back, we're going to get back. This is all I'm glass half full guy, but we know we're all they're going to play sports again. We're going to work again. Everything's going to be fine. But when we get there, we all probably have to change the way we do things. And I'm afraid of that. I'm sorry about that, but I think that's reality. Reality of going forward. Just think we're going to need to be smart. But right now, 
I mean, it's great talking to you guys, and I do miss Scott and Matt and everybody in the office, but I think I'm, I'm doing the right thing by not being there, frankly. It is 518. We're here until 6 o'clock. 356-9397 is the phone number. We'll take our first time out here on Monday Night Sports Talk. When we come back, we'll have Bob talk a little bit about uh, the story he wrote on Illinois football after uh, Lovey Smith had a conference call last week. That and more. And then coming up at uh, 530, Martin O'Donnell from our broadcast team will join us to uh, kick things around as well. Stay with us here on Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS. Back after this. Monday Night Sports Talk rolls on here on DWS. Steve Kelly with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen with us by phone. Ed Bond is with us also. You know, the uh, COVID-19 updates continue on News Talk 1400 as they break. And at NewsGazette.com, the uh, list of what's open and what's closed is constantly updated. The local news website, uh, the more people turn to than all other area media sites combined, NewsGazette.com. Our phone line is open, 356-9397. As I mentioned, Bob is on one of those lines, but we've got multiple lines. So if you want to call in, feel free to do so. Martin O'Donnell will join us in about 10 minutes or so here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Bob Lovey Smith, one of the um, Illinois coaches, to have a conference uh, call last week. And uh, you listened in on that, wrote uh, a story off that. How did you find the coach, and what was your overall um, view of his comments on uh, the way things are right now. I, I really felt he was said the appropriate things. I think he was a combination of hopeful and also very cautious, and I think that's important. I think uh, you have to kind of pay, ten- pay attention to what's going on, but he's more, he pointed the officials, the health experts, and said, listen to these people. And I think he's got going to have his team doing that, that same thing. And now, is there going to be a one or two of those guys didn't do what they're supposed to do, probably. A hundred people, he might have a couple make errors, but generally I think he's got the command of his team and then maybe somewhat the command of the community too. So I thought it was really good. They went on and I think it was 40 minutes or so. It was really good. He said a lot of good things. And Lou Hernandez, who I talked to, he was on for half an hour. He's also very, very good. Those guys are very important to town and also very important on the campus. So I, th- I think what they did was really, really smart and really appropriate. Yeah, and I mean, Lovey Smith's words carry weight, not just with his, his football team, but uh, with people here in Champaign-Urbana and, and throughout the state and across the country. He's got such a uh, a well-earned reputation from his time in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it's a chance, you know, we'd all love to see Illinois football having spring practice right now and being – the chance to talk to to Lovey in person and, and the assorted players as they go through workouts, but obviously that's not the case. And um, you know he's got a he's got some weight with his words, and um, you know what he says matters, and, and people sit up and, and pay attention. And um, you know football is going to have such a huge part in this recovery process. I think for not only the athletes and the coaches and the sports writers and sports radio hosts that are looking to fill content, but also just the uh, the whole uplifting of the country. I mean, that's what we, that's the unprecedented thing regarding the situation is yes, we've had tragic events in this country throughout its history and, you know, we've always been able to overcome it, but the one constant that's always kind of been there with a few exceptions, obviously is sports has been there, you know, in Scott and I's lifetime, 
September 11th is the closest thing that we can recall to kind of the shutdown that's going on across the country. But even then, yes, you didn't have sports for about 10, 11 days or so, and that was the appropriate time, but sports came back. And and that was such a huge part of healing the country through that uncertain time. And I think that's what's kind of unknown about this right now is you just don't know when when sports is going to come back. You keep hearing, you know, May, June, something like that, but who knows, it could be longer and, um, you know, high school sports or their spring seasons are in limbo as well. So it's just kind of an, it's an uncertain time for, for everyone in the world. The word I use all the time is perspective. And I had a dose of that when I got sick. It's been seven, eight years now. And I ever, it changed that way I felt about everything. This is going to do this. This is going to do the same thing to everybody across the country. For now on, we're going to look forward to everything. I think we will. So I think in some way, this will make us stronger. It really, I really believe that. I think we'll be better because what we've gone through, of course, there's tragic loss across the country right now, across the world, actually. And that part is hard to take. But again, when we come at the other end, we're on every sport, every first football game back, first baseball game, first golf, golf tournament. We're going to be so giddy, we won't even be able to stand it. So I can't wait for that day, but I also know there's a lot to be done between now and then. So we have to make sure we pay attention to what people are telling us to do. Word today, uh, not official, but it will be official, I think, before the week is out, that Wimbledon will not happen this year. And that shouldn't surprise too many people with all the tennis players and fans coming from other countries to watch that event. So that's probably not going to happen. First time since World War II that there was no Wimbledon tennis tournament. So um, then you with things like that, Bob, you start wondering about the college football season and how much jeopardy it might be in. Have you thought down that down uh, that road yet? No, because that it's all, it's all going to be okay. But if it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. I believe there'll be some sports at some point. Fairly, I mean, not fairly. So I think this year, how about somewhere in twenty twenty, we'll have some sports again. Uh, I think baseball and golf, and I thought tennis was something you could play, play, but. I think they're worried about the fans. I think what we're going to see, Steve, is events, uh, sports, maybe golf, tennis, baseball, with nobody in the stands. And that's going to be weird, but right now I would take it. I think right now I would take anything as long as it's safe with the participants, for the coaches and for the players. But that, I think we'll see something like that at some point. But, yeah, I am worried about football. I really am because if you think about it, that's such a you're so close to each other in the sport. So if there's concern about spreading the disease, you can't play football. So I'm I'm just hoping this thing peaks quickly, goes away at least somewhat for a while, and then we'll be able to make a smart decision in the fall for football. And I think I believe strongly there'll be a, a, a vaccine within the next year, and I think we'll all get back to normal once that comes. Well, that's that's a long way down, way down the road, unfortunately. We're hitting the bottom of the hour, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. This is Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock. Phone line is open, 356-9397. If you would like to join us, we'll take a time out here at the bottom of the hour. Martin O'Donnell will join the discussion coming up. If you'd like to jump in, feel free to do so. When we come back after this, stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back to Monday Night Sports Talk here on News Talk 1400, DWS. Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie is here. Bob Osmussen is on the phone. 
Yours truly, Steve Kelly, driving the boat until 6 o'clock. Phone line is open, 356-9397. Is it a boat or a ship? Maybe it's a ship that I'm driving. Uh, you're... You're the captain of this vessel. Captain of this, this <laughs> vessel, whatever the vessel. You're keeping us on course, well, st- steering us in the right direction. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Let's say hello to uh, Martin O'Donnell, member of our radio broadcast team, former Illini All-American. Martin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Martin's uh, day job is with Busey Bank. So give me an update of how things have changed for you over the last uh, three weeks or so. Uh, it, it's been busy, uh, but it's been good. Obviously, we have a lot of customers, uh, you know, who've been severely impacted by, you know, COVID-19 and coronavirus. And so, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our focus the past couple of weeks, we've got a lot of people working hard and a lot of our focus is just kind of just figuring out the best way, uh, to assist them and kind of move forward together and just kind of get through it together. So it, it's been busy, but it's been, uh, uh, it's been good in the sense that there's a lot of, a lot of communication with our customers and, um, you know, just kind of tackling things the day at a time. Nobody obviously has seen anything quite like this, but you told me earlier today when we talked on the phone that you went through something kind of similar during your high school career. Tell the folks about that. Yeah, just, you know, purely from an athletic standpoint, I think obviously it's, um, you know, and not to, to downplay obviously the seriousness of the, you know, all the you know the health and humanitarian crisis that's really kind of going on now with, with coronavirus, but just from the athletic standpoint in terms of, you know, athletes being away from their coaches and, you know, limited amount of contacts and things like that. And uh, when I was in high school, my senior year, um, just from that standpoint, uh, our teachers went on strike in the middle of the season. And so there was about a week where, you know, captains of the team kind of had to organize workouts and, you know, still try to be productive because we didn't know when the strike was going to be finished. And, you know, we had a game that was scheduled for the end of the week and, you know, wound up getting resolved and everything. But I think obviously it's, it's testing leadership from an athletic standpoint in a variety of different ways because, you know, obviously guys can't be together. Speaking purely about football, they, they can't be together. And, you know, coaches only have so much time. Obviously, another difference being, you know, the fact that, you know, right now people can't even really gather together in a football respect and, and work on things. So it's, you know, it's, it's obviously a, a very uh, fluid situation and one of those things that, uh, you know, it's just kind of amazing how, quickly it's all kind of ramped up go ahead bob well martin i'm working on something you can help me with that because you're <laughs> know this team so well i'm trying to pick the all big 10 level players on the Illinois football team for 2020 is there uh is there any that jump out to you that must be on a any kind of preseason's all big 10 list um, yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at, uh, I think you got to, you know, I, I kind of start with the lines. I think you have to look at of course you know, the returning guys along, along the offensive line in, in particular, you got four starters back there. Obviously they got to, they got to find a replacement for Richie Pettibone, but any of those guys, Vidarian Lowe, Pelcheski, Doug Kramer, um, you know, Kendrick Green, you know, all those guys I think should be in consideration for all big 10, uh, honors. You know, the way it generally works is it's not going to happen that way. I'll probably pick one or two. Uh, to kind of focus on, but I think you got to start there. I think Brandon Peters has a chance, um, you know, to have a, a really strong year. I think you got to look at Josh and Matt Orbebe, you know, certainly on the outside. And, you know, I think Illinois is just an interesting team from that respect because you have some guys who've been able to contribute at a high level in, in sports. I think I think on offense, you know, Mike Epstein, 
um, and you know even Ricky Smalling. But I think also as you look at Illinois defensively, um, I think people forget just how good Jake Hansen was last year until he got hurt. I think Jake Hansen, um, you know, I would expect him to be a Butkus finalist this year. I think if he has, you know, if he's healthy and comes back the way everybody expects him to, um, I think he's somebody who certainly just from an individual standpoint. Um, really should be one of the top guys returning in the entire country uh, next year because his impact on linebacker was, you know, significant. Um, and I think you can also look at some of the DBs. Sidney Brown has shown some really nice things. Nate Hobbs, obviously. Um, you know, Tony Adams at corner. I mean, I, I think there's there's a lot of guys there. Um, you know, there's still question marks on, on both sides of the ball. But, you know, I think Illinois, um, you know, has some of the best kind of high-ceiling talent that it's had on its roster um, you know, probably in, in the entire Lovey Smith tenure. I was going to say, that's more people that, than we would have named like even a year ago, right? I mean, it's twice as many as you would have named a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he had some guys really emerge. I mean, nobody you know, nobody knew who, what Bebe was going to be like. You know, didn't have a whole lot of right. opportunity at USC and, you know, comes to Illinois and obviously, you know, has a, an enormous impact um, on the team. You know, again, Brandon Peters, I think – you know, there are questions about him and transferring from Michigan, but I think, you know, what I saw from, from his performance, I mean, he, he's through last year, he threw some of the nicest passes that I've seen an Illinois quarterback throw in a long time and, you know, wound up being a lot more athletic and a better runner than I think a lot of people anticipated. And then I think you look at, you know, some of the other guys, I mean, Jake Hansen, you know, took a huge step forward last year. Um, and then I think you look at the DBs too and just Illinois' defense's ability to not only, you know, get takeaways, but, but to score. So, yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot more um, names certainly that just kind of jump to mind um, there. So it's yeah, it should be fun. Martin, if life were normal, Thanks, we'd be we'd be talking about spring ball right now, and you know, analyzing the the depth chart and, and other items like that. In the grand scheme of things, what are the players missing out on by not having spring ball, and how do you think that will affect them come August, September at all? Yeah, I think they're missing out. I mean, one of one of the advantages is Illinois is going to be running the same offense and defense again this fall as they have for the past couple of years. So you're not having to go in and install a whole new system on either side of the ball. I think what they learn, what they what they're losing out on is is really being able to develop, uh, you know, a cohesive nature as a as a team as a unit. I mean, Brandon Peters didn't get spring ball last year with his team, um, so I think they're missing out on some of that. Um, I mean, a lot of it is just kind of individual development, especially for the guys that are you know, on the younger end of the roster. Uh, certainly uh, they're missing out on some of that development because um, spring ball is generally just an opportunity to really get back to the fundamentals. You work on the meat and potatoes of your playbook uh, on both sides of the ball. But, you know, hopefully they're able to mitigate some of the impact with that because they did have the bowl practices uh, prior to their Red Box Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly, you know, developmental time that, that they're missing out on, I think. Um, you know, but again, obviously everybody's in the same bucket and, uh, you know, there's still mental reps and, and meetings and understanding that they can gain, um, you know, and the things that they can do remotely. Mm-hmm. Well, Martin, since, you know, they are all kind of scattered, uh, across the state, across the country, you know, players have had to get creative with their, you know, their, their workouts. What have you liked the best? I mean, Doug Kramer pushing his truck, <laughs> Alex Palczewski, you know, towing you know, his you know, Land Cruiser. And uh, do you wish that you had the chance to do that when you were at Illinois to, to pull a truck? Or are you going to just go out and do your own right now? You can do that, too. Yeah, you, you could. I, I was never a truck puller. I was a truck pusher. Um, <laughs> so I, I got I to go, go with Doug Kramer on that one. I mean, that, that was something that I did 
uh, you know, in high school, and I think I can't remember if I still did it in college when I went home a little bit. But if you did it you know, this week, if you did it this weekend, Martin, it's okay. You can admit it too. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I've I've really thought about it. <laughs> um, the, logistics, the logistics are complicated. I mean, once you flip that bad boy into neutral, you kind of get it rocking. Uh, you can you can move it okay. Um, I really have thought about that, but uh, but then that would require actual execution and follow through with a significant <laughs> amount of effort that I just I got enough else to balance right now. Yeah, you've got uh, three uh, young ones. How are they getting by these days? Uh, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. Yeah, uh, Sean, the youngest, is uh, has been very cooperative, and you know the other two now with the variety of. Uh, you know things that they can do between reading and playing games and going outside and stuff. They're they're getting by just fine. So, are you able to think about football at all right now, or what? Uh, you know, a lot of times, while well, obviously we'd be right in the middle of spring practice if this was a normal time, it is not. But have you started to do any thinking uh, towards the fall football wise? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> no. Kind of hard to. Isn't it? You asked me to. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, being in banking and, and obviously, you know, working through logistics of day-to-day stuff just kind of in uh, uh, in life. There, there hasn't been a whole lot more, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of kind of longer-term thinking. I think obviously, um, you know, certainly hope there's a football season later this year, but, you know, really a lot of my attention has just been on trying to, trying to understand as much as I can just both about coronavirus and then kind of all the uh, you know, in particular lately, just kind of the government programs that are coming out to uh, to assess assist businesses and things like that. So there's it, it's we're day to day right now, Steve. Yep. Back to back to football for just a few minutes, just to kind of get our minds off yeah. of everything that's going on. Just uh, sure. Isaiah Isaiah Williams uh, played last played in the Red Box Bowl as a receiver. So much talk about him going into 2019. Obviously, Brandon Peters has the starting quarterback job on on lock right now. But how do you see his role maybe contributing this fall or maybe evolving in in 2020 at all? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of impact of of not having a spring ball, I think certainly you know a guy like Isaiah Williams is going to be hurt by that. Just just he's trying to get more reps, you know, live reps within the system. Um, you know, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how his role evolves. Obviously. Uh, you know, it's really hard to come in and play any position as, as a true freshman, as an 18-year-old, you know, let alone quarterback. So, you know, I'm never one to draw conclusions based upon small sample size um, when guys are kind of, you know, thrust out there or, or put out there in situations. I think, you know, obviously the, the kid is athletic. Obviously, um, you know, he did a lot of learning last year. So I, I think it will be interesting to see how they use him. Um, you know, I think Rod Smith and, and Lovey Smith are obviously very much in the camp of, hey, we've got to get our playmakers on the field and get them the ball. Uh, so I like some of the things they did with him in the Red Box Bowl. Uh, but as to what that means for a larger role for him, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think, you know, really for, for him, I think his goal should be, you know, absolutely just locking down the number two quarterback position because, you know, odds are, you know, you're going to wind up having to start a game as the backup quarterback. I mean, you look across the country – and it happens. It happens every year. It happened mm-hmm. several times last year. And so, you know, I think that should really be his focus: is you know, understanding the playbook as best he can, um, and just being ready for that opportunity. You know, not if it comes up, but when it comes up, um, and then really being best positioned to kind of help the team, um, you know, run successful plays on offense and, and win football games when the opportunity presents itself. Bob, got anything else for Martin O'Donnell? Well, I'm just so glad to talk to him. I'm glad he's 
not focusing on football yet because we'll, we'll have time, right, Martin? Um, you again back to the quarterback situation. Brandon Peters, yep. you talked a lot about him. What what can he do now that he, he because, you know without the having the teammates and stuff? What can what can he do now to get better? I, I think the I think the biggest thing, or really really, there's I think there's only two things they really can do right now. One, I think uh, you know there's still access to film. Uh, it sounds like they still have access to the coaches in a limited fashion. You know, in terms of meetings, I think I think what 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 guys can do right now is as much as possible just run themselves through the mental paces of knowing the playbook and what do you you know what do you do if they show this coverage against this play and just kind of going through and trying to mentally run some of those scenarios. I think you know a lot can be learned. Obviously, it's not the same as executing them, but they can do some stuff on air I and mean, they can practice different. Uh, different things, but I think there, there's a mental component that can certainly be really honed in on right now, and so hopefully guys take advantage of that, not just Brandon Peters. But then I think the other thing too is it's going to be really important for all these guys to stay in shape, and you know it's difficult because there is no kind of end time in terms of when people are going to be able to come back to campus and be a part of a structured routine, and so really it's an opportunity for uh, for guys to not only just maintain the shape that they're in, but try to get in better shape. There's a lot of things they can do. Um, you know, that don't require weight rooms. And, you know, ultimately, if we get to the point where, hey, you know, you're coming back to campus in the fall and there's going to be a football season, you know, if guys have gone, you know, a month or two months without really staying in great shape, it's going to show, and that's really going to severely impact their ability uh, to make a contribution. So I think it's I think it's mental reps and really getting to know a playbook inside and out. And then I think it's just staying in as best shape as they can right now. If... Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Steve Kelly, Ed Bond, and Bob Osmussen wanted to go out and push a Jeep. <laughs> Will we have any chance? Uh, how big is the Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> the smallest one we could find. It's one of the Jeeps that, you <laughs> know, our, Jeep. exactly, our, our kids would drive <laughs> around as a, play, a toy Jeep. I think we'd do okay. <laughs> I think you can figure out a toy Jeep, yeah. Just use your legs, right? And would, that, would that get us in shape, or should we just not do that? You just got to get... Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to recommend you do anything because I don't want to be liable in case something happens. Uh, but I think you, I think if you just use good leverage and get low, um, that, you know, between you guys, you can, you can probably figure it out. I'll tell you what, I'll coach that team and we'll – and I'll I'll, I'll I'll direct like the guy in the boat, you know, who's there yelling, you yep. row, row, mm-hmm. whatever. Sure, I like that. I'll, I'll just let Scott do all the work. Go ahead, so. Bob. One word, hernia. <laughs> That's your headline? That's my headline. We're, we're going to get injured badly. So it's a world. I, I think some of it, uh, I shouldn't participate. I'm sure I'll hurt myself. So I'm out. Okay, Martin, Martin, we appreciate your time, as always, buddy. Uh, Take care of the family, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you in person here one of these days soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Martin. Martin O'Donnell with us. We'll take a break here at 547. Phone line is open. We'll talk some basketball coming up in just a moment. Stay with us. Moving up on 550 as we head towards 6 o'clock, Monday night sports talk here on DWS. Thanks to Martin O'Donnell for spending a few minutes with us. Got some uh, some news on the NCAA as reported by the Athletic College Football. Uh, the NCAA Division I Council has approved a blanket waiver for all spring sport athletes to get an extra year of eligibility. 
schools will be able to offer less or zero aid or match what they provided this year. That I don't totally understand, but that'll be worked out. It's up to each school to work it out. And uh, I suppose up to each athlete on whether or not they want to come back. Yeah, I mean, uh, just from an Illinois perspective, uh, you know, we're running senior spotlights uh, each day in the News Gazette on, on all the spring sport athletes that had their season cut short. And I had the chance to talk to Alex Kovacevic, uh, senior on the Illinois men's tennis team last week, and asked him about this potential possibility happening of him getting an extra year of eligibility he's also weighing you know a pro career and he said he's just not sure at this moment what he wants to do uh considering both options uh he's still got to finish up a few of his classes i think to get his degree but he's also saying okay do i really want to be around for a fifth year of college as well and i think it's going to be kind of on a case-by-case basis and it's going to be up to each school too just to be able to communicate that to the athletes and the coaching coaches as well. I mean, this is an unprecedented situation when it comes to, uh, you know, their eligibility. And I'm sure there'll be a handful that will say, yes, I'll come back. But I'm sure there'll also be a handful that say, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to move on with my life and, you know, start a job, make some real money and, and go out that way. Any thoughts on that, Scott? We'll just be curious to see what individual schools do when they reportedly begin this chance to either you know give the same level of financial mm-hmm. aid or you know less or zero i mean i think that could because impact the decision of a lot of student athletes because if they had a certain amount of scholarship and that even that small percentage is taken mm-hmm. away they're on the hook for their entire and education. the schools are going to get half of what they normally get yeah just yeah, so. because of the way things are i don't know that there'll maybe be as many seniors come back and I'm not sure, I mean, for non-seniors, I mean, I think a lot of it could may just be treated as a redshirt season because you get five to play four mm-hmm. anyway. So I don't know if, like, does this mean you get an extra year, even if you, you know, treat this one as a redshirt year? There's a lot of questions yeah, there still are. to be I talked to, uh, to Mike Small briefly this afternoon about this uh, because I hadn't seen uh, any news of the vote, and I called him to see if he had heard anything yet, and mm-hmm. he had not. But uh, I think... Uh, he and the rest of the U of I coaches will, will meet with uh, Josh Whitman and his staff at some point, probably soon, like even tomorrow perhaps, just to kind of hammer out what it all means. Yeah, I mean, they're all in you know uncharted territory. They're wading into waters they've never dealt with before. And um, it, it, it's got a multi-pronged effect too because this affects recruiting, you know, with the 2021 class, 2022 class, your roster sizes. And uh, until the NCAA comes out with some actual – criteria and guidelines for coaches to follow through they're just kind of operating you know in the dark here and, and how to proceed um the NCAA is gonna have to provide the answers to that and then the respective schools are gonna have to you know meet with their coaches it's just gonna have to be a, a very open transparent process which hasn't always been the case you know with NCAA decisions what do you think Bob any thoughts on that oh yeah I have I always have thoughts it, everyone should play all, all of, no all, all all about the student athlete right mm-hmm. it's always about that they always talk that. Let's prove it. Hey, find the money, okay? Find the money. Anybody wants to come back for next year, why would you say no? Why would you not fund them totally? If you have to have more scholarships for this next year, do it. Make it work. Every business in the world is going to get money because of what's happened there. So why wouldn't you extend that to college athletes? If we're not going to help them, then we should just give up the whole idea. So I think anybody wants to come back, you, you give them full scholarship if you can. Give them partial scholarship if you can do that. 
make it work for them. We've got to be, this not cannot be a selfish thing. It's got to be a thing where the schools physically open, open up the wallets, pay the players, let, I mean, not pay the players, let the players come back if they want to come back. I, I think it's insane to talk about anything else. Well, the thing about spring sports, I don't know that there's anybody on a full scholarship. All those are... Uh, they mm-hmm. don't. They don't and have they very many to go around in in the first place. So that, you know, how they deal with that would be something to, to keep an eye on. I think it's- yeah, I think find the money, find the money, make it work. I, I, frankly, I, I've all, never understood why everybody isn't on full scholarship. I don't get it. I know there's not that much money, but you're spending. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, but 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 Matt, you're spending mil- millions of dollars on facilities. True. Why not take some of that money? We live in a complicated world. Mike, but Mike Small's team should be fully funded. Dan Hurdler's baseball team should be fully funded. You should have you should have enough guys, their players, to have a full team on scholarship. I never understood why it isn't like that. I think the limits are crazy. They've always been crazy, and I think we need to fix that. And maybe this will be the impetus to fix that because we're going to. We're going to face some really hard decisions here coming up forward. But I think protecting student-athletes, to me, is a very basic thing that all schools should get behind. Rather than building a big new building, why don't you spend the money to get your student back for another year? I think that makes a whole lot more sense. For the programs that can afford it, I mean, there's 353 Division One schools, and... I'll just say down the road in Eastern Illinois, where they were, you know, going to cut sports, you know, as mm-hmm. recent as you know, a couple of years ago, can't afford to give a scholarship to every single athlete. Okay. I mean, would it be great if they could? I, Absolutely. I, I, I guess the, I didn't think about that in that vein, but I think generally these schools could do a lot more for student athletes, and then that than they are willing to do, or the NCAA is allowed to them to do. I think. You're right, though. I, I didn't think about Eastern, and I want them to be able to survive as well. So maybe maybe there's some compromise in my great, crazy uh, <laughs> diatribe. We've got uh, three and a half or so more minutes to go here on the show on News Talk 1400, DWS, as you may have been noticing in recent uh, days. The Illini basketball profiles continue. Listen throughout the day and evening all this week. And uh, special thanks to Awesome Machines for underwriting the Illini Spotlights. Scott, we haven't really had a chance to talk much on the air about last week's news of Alan Griffin and Tevian Jones That was just last week. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, was. It seems like... like at the end of like, the week, too, almost. Yeah, that seems like a month ago. But uh, your thoughts on that? One was a bit of a surprise until you dig into it a little bit. The other was not a surprise. No, I mean, Tevian Jones, is unfortunately for him, just never really got his career at Illinois started. I mean... Eight game suspensions, you know, both his freshman and sophomore years didn't help. Um, you know, and that was kind of of his own making. And then just wasn't, you know, part of the rotation. Alan Griffin would have had a role next year at Illinois, a pretty important one, uh, if I were to guess. But you know, he, you know, decided that he's, you know, going to look elsewhere. And you know, Jeff Brazell at ESPN uh, reported big, that big schools that he apparently narrowed his options down to. Yeah, and um, Arizona, Dayton, Miami, Miami, Texas, Texas, Syracuse. Yeah, so it's, it's an interest- sights set high. I mean, it's an interesting mix. I don't I mean Dayton's not going to have Obi Toppin, so 
uh, who he played with in high school for like one year back in New York. Um, but be interesting. Like, is it Arizona? Because I mean, they're they're losing like all three of their you know best guards probably, and then he comes back next year to State Farm Center, and <laughs> maybe at that point he's you know the NCAA has passed the different legislation that you know, all transfers you know get a one free time pass and Devian Jones has Arizona connections too. Yeah. So just <laughs> the, the two of them uh, yeah, on the Arizona <laughs> roster playing in Sunlight. Wouldn't that be something? Weird would that be? But it's uh, Alan Griffin said even with those narrowed lists that he's open to other offers. Um, so I mean best of luck to him moving forward but I mean he'll land somewhere you know, with a good program and I know that Duke and was sort of hinting around because you know, they've got his mm-hmm. brother coming uh, in the 2021 class so and in the meantime, Brad Underwood continues to look at the transfer portal for people that are leaving other places. Yeah, and a couple of those guys that they had been interested in cut their list, and Illinois wasn't in it. Uh, Trey McGowan's from Pitt and Carlick Jones from Radford, but there are uh, a few others that are still kind of Illinois in the mix for. And then, I mean, there's almost 600 transfers in the portal. There's there's a few other options out there. Stay tuned. Bob, we appreciate your time. We're out of time. We'll talk to you again uh, next week, if not before. Thanks, Dave. Great talking to you. See you, Bobby. Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, thanks to Ed Bond as well. Thanks to Martin O'Donnell for uh, taking time to uh, talk some football with us here on Monday Night Sports Talk. And we'll be back with you, uh, we hope, I guess. Next Monday we'll be here. Week to week, we'll just say hope to see you next week. I'm all for that. And uh, we'll do it again. Coming up, uh, be back also with Lauren Tate on Saturday Sports Talk here on DWS as well. Appreciate you listening, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. This is Steve Kelly for all the guys. Have a good night, everybody.